Wait, 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 wait. I'm not passive aggressive. Unlike some people I know. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? So glad you joined us today. Hey, we're going to continue on on our, our prayer series. And uh, last week we started with an article by Natalia Lusinski from Bustle.com. Eight signs your relationship could have better communication on how to get that. It was video gaming, prayer meeting. And the week before that, or two weeks before that, our, our first one was road tripping, prayer meeting. And kind of the theme of those titles are really that prayer can happen anywhere and everywhere. When you're playing video games, God wants to communicate with you. God wants to speak to us everywhere all the time. You know, that's why he says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, because uh, he's He's always there. That means he's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. And he wants to be in every part of our lives, not controlling us, but but being with us. And so we're going to continue on. We only got through four of the signs last week, and I think we're only going to get through one of them this week. But we call that communication with God. We call that prayer. You gotta be kidding me. Today, we're going to be dealing a lot with how we view God. Uh, point number five leads perfectly into that in a, in a way that I've never really pictured uh, in, in a relationship with God before, but we're going to hit that that today. But we started so about how we view God because that's probably the number one factor that either helps or severely hinders our prayer life with God. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, our communication with God. You gotta be kidding me. So before I get to point number five, I want to start it off with a, a text we got from a happy lifer, Lelia. She came to one of our happy places, and that's something that new that we're doing now. We are developing happy places all over the internet. There's so much gloom out there. There's so much scary stuff out there. There's so much anxiety out there. There's honestly, there's so much anger out there. I think I got to do a, some podcast series maybe on, on anger because I think that's hurting us more than the virus itself is, to be honest with you. It, it anger is a virus too, and it's a nasty, ugly virus. And well, actually, we're going to talk a little bit about that today that's mixed in with the whole prayer. I mean, excuse me, communication with God. You got to be kidding me. We decided instead of fighting anger with anger, instead of fighting anxiety with more anxiety, we decided we're going to fight sadness with happy. We're going to fight fear with happy. We're going to fight discouragement with happy. We're going to fight it all with happy because happy is it's the answer. When you're happy, it changes everything. Happiness isn't a place. It's a person. When I'm happy, the place around me becomes happy, right? But that's a whole nother podcast. Anyway, Lelia was only able to come for a few short moments. She came in late. She was busy, and it was only about an hour-long happy place. By the way, if you're interested in hosting and finding your happy place, it's easy. It's a matter of getting a few of your friends together 
and we do a Zoom call or we do a messenger call and we just talk about life. We talk about happy and it's it's kind of like my son is doing online schooling right now in his senior year in high school and, and he's having a hard time. So he, he contacted his teacher and his teacher actually is going to contact him online and they're going to work through his issues. So think about a happy place being a lot like that. Think about inviting me into your house, into your home, only through the internet and where we'll just talk about happy and we'll bust some of the myths that are out there. We'll give some happy hacks. There's no set agenda on it. It's just wherever it ends up going. And they've always been fantastic. And it doesn't cost a thing. It's absolutely free. And uh, let's spread the happy to your world, to your family. Let me come in and help you do that. So it's like inviting your teacher into your house. Only just think of your coolest teacher. Okay. Don't, don't think of like your scary principal or something like that, or the teacher that... But think of a teacher that you really enjoyed. Hopefully that's how you how you view me, how you view Happy Life Studios, because that's really who we want to be. So let us come and help you. We did that with a group of people in Montana a couple weeks ago. And like I said, Happy Life or Lelia shows up and she shows up to the party late. But something really happened in that party and she sent me this text. It said, thanks for inviting me last night. Man, even though I was only with y'all for a pretty short time, The Lord is using the things that were spoken to challenge and guide me. Ever since the virus started, I've been so reluctant to spend time with God. Even though I have all this extra time and it seems it would be the best thing to do, now it all makes sense. I'm angry about a lot of things. Some new anger, some old anger, some very old, she says with an exclamation point there. And most of it is towards God. And nobody has ever wanted to spend time with someone they're angry at. Duh, she says. (laughs) Of course I'm going to be reluctant to just spend time. So I need to schedule some conflict management time and go hash it out with God. Give myself the freedom to express all this junk and take time to work through it. It makes a lot of sense. I think I've kind of been avoiding it because I know it's not going to be pretty. It seems weird because some stuff I seem to work through pretty fast, maybe too fast. But now there's more. It's weird how it comes in waves. But I guess it's time to tackle the next wave. To quit feeling guilty about not feeling like just chilling with God. And go make things right. Anyway, all that to say, thanks for the invite. I think it spurred on some good stuff. But she was only in that for maybe five, ten minutes. In, and, and already her life had just drastically changed just from being in the find your happy place. So let us come and help you find your happy place. Just email me if you're interested at coaching at happylife.studio or you can call our Yo Stevo number 425-200-4297, 425-200-HAYS, H-A-Y-S. And we'd love to hear from you. It means a lot to us. We, we like you being a part of what we're doing here. Anyway, point number five of the eight signs that you can have a better communication in your relationship. Point number five is passive aggressive. Have you ever thought about being passive aggressive towards God before? I mean, I guess a lot of us haven't really thought about that. I haven't either, but I kind of want to hit on that today. The key to a great relationship is control. Control is the thread that keeps your relationship together. And we found that being passive aggressive is the best way to control your partner. <laughs> so that was JP Sears from Awaken with JP, but I'll put in the show notes how to get get that that video. But you know, he says the key to a great relationship is control. 
Control is a thread that keeps your relationship together. Now, obviously, he's being sarcastic here with with his wife, but it's hilarious. Oftentimes, I think that we think that that's why God wants us to include him in everything, because we think he wants to control us. He doesn't want to control us. He wants to be in our world. He wants to be with us. Now, he knows what's best for us, and he can help us in the same way that a good parent wants to help their child, save them from ugly things happening to them, save them from making poor mistakes, but... A helicopter parent's completely different than a healthy parent. God doesn't want to be a helicopter parent. He doesn't want to control us. I mean, he, he wants to help us, but he wants to be involved. Control is our choice. And if we want to say, God, I give you control of my life, he loves that. But he doesn't force himself on us because when you force yourself on someone, that's not love. That's more like manipulation, more like abuse. But that's a whole other podcast. Fear and religion, on the other hand, I'm not talking about relationship with Jesus, relationship with God. I'm talking about man-made version of how to get there. That's what religion is, what I'm talking about here. You know, sometimes you can talk about religion being, you know, having a relationship with God. But in this point, I'm talking about religion being a man-made way of having a friendship with God. And religion doesn't have anything. What it uses, it doesn't have, I mean, if you think about the laws of religion, it doesn't sound that appeasing at all. So it uses things like fear and control to continue running, to get people to do what it wants them to do. I'm not talking about a friendship with Jesus here. I'm not talking about a relationship with God here. I'm talking about the man-made religious system that we've set up. And then he goes on to say, and we think that passive aggressive is the best way to control your partner. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not passive aggressive. Unlike some people I know. Honestly, I think most people who are passive aggressive, ding, 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 ding. I'm pointing the finger at myself. The lights are going on in my office right now. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, that's me. But most people who are passive aggressive would deny it. Not because they're lying about it, but rather because they don't really think that they are passive aggressive. So that's why I looked up another article from Best Life at Best Life Online called 17 Signs you're a passive aggressive person. And then the subtitle is in caps. It says, sounds like that's working out real well for you. (laughs) So point 12 of those 17 signs is you are unaware that you are a passive aggressive person. (laughs) So that's point 12. Let's look at the other 16. And while we're at it, let's have some fun and keep track of how many of these other 16 traits um, we regularly do. Uh, Just because we do these things doesn't mean that we are passive aggressive, but these are signs that you could be a passive aggressive person. So keep track. Let's have some fun. Uh, Be honest here. My hand's up in the air. Um, (laughs) I've got at least 11. I found I have at least 11 full time and then some part time on here. All right. From bestlifeonline.com, 17 signs you're a passive aggressive person. Sounds like that's working out real well for you. Here we go. You still aren't satisfied after coming to a resolution with the person. Number two, you're a people pleaser. Number three, you're fluent in sarcasm. (laughs) Number four, you don't keep promises. Number five, you're specific and manipulative with your emotional punishments. Number six, you dish out backhanded compliments. Oh man, I'm so good at that. (laughs) I have to admit I'm not proud of it, but I'm good at it. Number seven, you downplay personal statements or requests. Like, we, I shouldn't even talk about this. I know I'm probably be being picky here, but you downplay um, your personal statements or your requests to the other person. Uh, you've got all the hot gossip. 
Number nine, you enjoy being left alone at work. Ten, you have a habit of talking under your breath. <laughs> Eleven, it's always fine. How are you? Fine. Are you mad? I'm fine. You mad, bro? I'm fine. Did I hurt your feelings? I'm fine. You seem like something's bothering you. I'm fine. No matter what, we're always fine. <laughs> number 12, like I said before, you're unaware that you're a passive-aggressive person. Uh, number 13, you love the silent treatment. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that one. Number 14, you ask leading questions. You want others to read your mind. 15, you're afraid of asking for what you want or need, what you really want. Specifically, you're afraid of asking for that. Number 16, you keep your friends close and your enemies closer because we're trying to avoid addressing the issues that we have with the enemy. So we just act like they're our friends so we don't have to address them. We become passive aggressive. Number 17, you feel like a victim. Now, like I said, we all struggle with these things from here to there. That doesn't mean that we're passive aggressive just because we have some of these things. But if these are recurring things in our life, you might be passive aggressive. We need to start a Jeff Foxworthy thing. If you are fluent in sarcasm, you might be a passive aggressive person. Send me some jokes about that. You might be passive aggressive if call me and leave some on the Yo Stevo, our voicemail, 425-200-H-A-Y-S. And uh, dude, we, we'll put them on the podcast. Anyway, so how did, you, how did you end up doing? Like I said, I have at least 11. Um, honestly, I have more, but I just don't want to admit it. So <laughs> in the same way that we've been talking about seeing God, like I said, through everything, through road tripping, through 80s tunes, through video games, through articles on human communication, have you ever thought about how we could be passive aggressive towards God? And then think about this. Have you ever stopped reading the Bible because you're mad at God? You ever stopped praying because you're mad at God? I know I have. You ever stopped going to, to the church that you grew up in or you went to regularly, but someone hurt you and so you got mad at God, so you stopped going? That's passive aggressive. So I want to have some fun with this. I want to dive some more into this video from J.P. Sears because it's so funny. And you can check them out on, on YouTube. Like I said, search Awaken with J.P. And speaking of being fluent in sarcasm, J.P.'s videos are full of them. <laughs> they are hilarious. Much like the title of this video, Passive Aggressive Relationship Strengthening Technique. <laughs> so he's fluent in sarcasm. Maybe he's passive aggressive. I don't know. He, he definitely knows passive aggressive because this video is hilarious. When Amber won't talk to me, she really helps me learn that I did something wrong because she won't tell me what I did that was wrong. Deep down, I just assume that I'm simply wrong for who I am at the core of my being. When I give JP the cold shoulder, it's encouragement for him to be a better person because I don't really like who he is. I love that. When Amber won't talk to me, she really helps me learn that I've done something wrong. And oftentimes we feel that way. Like when God's being silent, God oftentimes speaks through silence. And other times when God is silent, he's speaking, we're just not catching it because we think he, he only speaks a certain way. And we wouldn't guess that he would speak to us through video games or guess that he's trying to speak to us through our child sitting on the couch next to us. But he speaks in a lot of different ways. But when we don't catch that, we often think that he's being silent. And like JP here, we feel like we've done something wrong. This is exactly why we need to pray. I mean, excuse me, sorry. 
communicate with God. You gotta be kidding me. We gotta change it around because we think prayer is this formal, close your eyes, fold your hands, bow your head, and just talk at God and tell him everything that you need. But prayer is communicating with God. It's connecting with God. That's why it's so important. So many people believe that God is disappointed with them and that they have done something wrong, but we don't get God's opinion. How many oftentimes in prayer, you gotta be kidding me. I'm sorry, excuse me. In communicating with God and connecting with God, do we sit and wait and see how God feels about that? How does God feel about us? Because I tell you what, he's, he's not disappointed in you. He already paid a price for that wrong thing you did. That's why he died on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven. He paid a price for that. So why would he bring that back up? The Bible says that as far as the east is from the west, he's thrown them into the deepest ocean. He's forgotten about them. We just keep bringing them up to him. All we have to do is receive that forgiveness. It's there. We just have to say, thanks, God, for forgiving me. I give it. I, I give that sin to you. And, and it's gone. JP says, when she doesn't talk to me, I assume there's something wrong at the core of my being. I think a lot of times people have a problem with religion. Like I said, the man-made way of getting to God, because they feel like it always points out there's something wrong at the core of their being, because they feel like God's given them the cold shoulder. And so we give God the cold shoulder instead of just simply talking with him. Amber says, when I give JP the cold shoulder, it's encouraging to him because I don't really like him. (laughs) Honestly, I think that a lot of people see God as that way. God has got this mean thing that he made up called religion and rules and regulations because he just simply doesn't like us. And that's just the way it is. But that's not it. Why would he send his son to earth to die, to live with us, to why would he grab 12 guys that no one else would pick and hang out with him? Why did he always help people? Why did he always hang out in Bethany, which means house of misery? Why did he hang out with broken people? Why was he a friend of sinners? If he doesn't like us, he loves us and he's got a plan for us. How we view God is the most important aspect when it comes to communicating with him. So we need to see that God is not giving us a cold shoulder, but that he wants to be direct and honest with us. Matthew 7, 7 in the New Testament, first book of the New Testament, the Bible says, don't bargain with God, be direct, ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. That's in the message translation. Wow. God's not being mean to us. He's not hiding forever that we can't find him. He says, if you search with all your heart, I promise you, you will find me. He says that in Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, verse, I think it's verse 13. There's something fun about trying to find God in video games, trying to find God while you're road tripping, trying to find God in in everyday situations. There's something fun about that. But if we continue to give God the cold shoulder because we think he's doing the same with us, or worse yet, we're giving him the cold shoulder because we think he doesn't even know that we exist, we will continue to think God is up in heaven somewhere shaking his head at us and giving us a cold shoulder. Snarky comments. Oh, thank you for cleaning the kitchen for once. JP shares so much gratitude with me through his snarky comments. And at the same time, he shames me a lot. He is so good at directly communicating his thoughts with me with misdirected shame. She deserves it. (laughs) He is so good at sharing his thoughts with me through misdirected shame. (laughs) And then JP answers with, she deserves it. JP's not wrong. When it comes to God, he's not wrong. We do deserve it. We do deserve death because we do sin. We've all sinned. We deserve shame. We deserve death. That's why Jesus gave his life and he paid a price for that. So we don't have to live in shame anymore. God made us to live a happy life. That's why it says in the Bible, in his presence is fullness of joy. Where God is, there's joy. The Bible also says in Romans 8, 3, that God went for the jugular 
when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. (laughs) See what I mean? So secondly, we need to see that God is sticking up for us. We need to see God is not ashamed of us. It's actually quite the opposite. Romans 8.33 says, So who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? That's you. God chose you. He made you and he chose you. He wants you to be a friend with him. It goes on to say, who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? He sees us like a good parent sees their kid. Matthew 7, don't bargain with God, but be direct. Verse goes on to say in verse 9, Would any of you who are fathers give your son a stone when he asks for bread? Would you give him a snake when he asks for a fish? As bad as we as humans are, you know how to give good things to your children. How much more then will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? We all have our weaknesses. We're human, right? But God isn't weak. He's perfect. Sometimes I I just feel like God doesn't care. God doesn't want to help. He doesn't see my need, but... I'm an imperfect human being, and right there, the point being, as imperfect as I am, when my kid asks me for something to eat, I don't give him a rock. Instead, I'm imperfect. I'm a bad person. I'm an angry, passive-aggressive person, but God isn't. He's perfect. How much more does he want to give amazing things to those of us who ask because we're his children? He sticks up for us. Um, I got three more points uh, that I want to do on this, but this is just too important to just try to race through this really quick. Our view of God is vital. It's important to our communication with God. He's not disappointed with you. He's not giving you the cold shoulder. He's not giving you snarky comments. He's not trying to misdirect his comments and just hope that you catch it because you're stupid. He's not. He paid a price for you. He gave his life for you. He came to earth for you because he loves you. So just two things we need to close this thing out with. Number one, remember, we need to see that God wants to be direct and honest with us. And number two, we need to see that God is sticking up for us. I hope that helped you. Thanks for listening. Remember... Life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. D-Base. Now keep yourself safe and up and positive during this time of quarantine, during this time of lockdown. This thing will get done. It will get through. But that's why we're here, because we want to help with that whole process. We're going to make through this. We need to help each other. Don't forget to email us at yostevo at happylife.studio. Or call us at 425-200-HAYS, 425-200-H-A-Y-S. Leave us a message and let us put you on our podcast. You're amazing.